welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Now, praise God, I would like to uh, talk to you about something I believe is just developing, like we were saying, out of what God is saying to us right now. And uh, that is, uh, well, let's actually start with um, looking at the scripture that we were talking about. Not that one. I need to go backwards. And you know which one I'm going to. Which one do you think I am going to? It is this one. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Okay, praise God. The bit I want to focus on is when we walk in this good way is God promises you will find rest for your souls. I'm glad I didn't know I was going to put this up today, but of course it is a theme of what we're doing. And she went on to the next bit. Uh, But you said we will not walk in it. I appointed watchman over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said we will not listen. Well, by the grace of God, let us be the people that listen. Amen. We don't want to be the people that don't listen, because the key thing was, if you don't listen, you don't get to enter into the rest. And one of the key things people need right now is to be in this rest of God. What is this rest for your souls? What what is God talking about when or talking through Jeremiah about? I mean, this we've talked lots about the crossroads, ancient paths, the good way through uh, different talks we've listened to already. Or maybe you've followed the church reset, which kind of builds on that through the book of Acts. But today, yeah, I want to focus on finding the rest because we don't want to be those who say, I don't want to walk in it. Maybe through uh, misunderstanding or just not knowing. We don't want to be in that group, do we? So let's have a look in another place where God talks about the rest. This is in the book of Joshua. Now, for those of you who aren't so familiar with the Bible as maybe some others are, Joshua is the guy that took over the leadership of God's people from Moses. So Moses led the people out of Egypt. They were uh, came out of slavery under the Pharaoh in Egypt, escaped through the Red Sea, and had wandered in the desert, as I mentioned earlier, for 40 years. Uh, and then Joshua is about to take them into the promised land, the land that God has given them. Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he and after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you land. Well, what was the commandment? The commandment that God gave them was go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. So God said to his people, he'd set them free. But now he's saying, go into the land and take hold of it. That's what he'd said to Moses. And that's what Moses said God is saying to the people. And of course, if you know that story well, you'll know that they came to the edge of the promised land. They sent spies into the promised land. And it didn't really go that well because the spies came back. Nearly all of them said it's just too much. There was Joshua and Caleb, uh, two of the spies that had gone in the same Joshua that we're talking about now, that said, no, we can do it. This is what God has told us. But they were too afraid of the problems ahead. There was too much. And so they turn away from the promises of God and walk in a desert for 40 years. 
God had said the promise and the rest is in the land. That's where you will rest. They never entered into that rest. Now, God continued to look after them. He did. He looked after them. They never needed to. Their shoes were fine. They got food provided in the desert. They they learned to walk with their God. It was, a, in one sense, an amazing time. They, they were encountering him. They were hearing from him. They were going forward in him. But they needed to become a people that trusted God when he said, go and do this and you can do that. Go and take the land and I will give you rest. And God is saying to us, Kingdom Faith Yorkshire, but he's saying it to the church worldwide, take the promised land. So what is this promised land? Well, the promised land was, let's put it simply for today, the promised land represents God's promise to us. What is God's promise to us? What well, it is all the promises that he fulfilled in his word, in the Bible, that are for us. So we have to take hold of those promises. We have to own those promises. All the ones you've got in your Bible, we've got to take hold of them. How do we do that? Is it, what do we, how are we going to do it? It's all right saying we're going to do it, but well, what does that mean then? Part of it actually is entering into the rest of God. Let's have a look at something Jesus said when talking about the rest. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is a great passage, isn't it? Because who doesn't at some point feel weary and burdened? And actually, this is for all people, some who have been through particularly burdensome times and weary times. So let's start from this point of encouragement. This word about entering into God's rest is not just for the super spiritual, super strong people that have got it all right and are going fast and on top of the world. It's for those who are weary and burdened. And when we talk about lockdown and and what God's done in our lives, what God is doing in our lives and emerging from lockdown and doing this and doing this, you might be one of those people who's feeling like, well, I missed this then because I haven't done very well in lockdown at all. Maybe you haven't been reading the word. Maybe you haven't been praying. Maybe you've just been overwhelmed by children that you've had to look after all the time. Well, that's good news for you today because this isn't just for a group that are ready. It's just for those who are weary and burdened. But there is a key thing that's got to happen, and that is we've got to trust God to walk into the rest. We can't forever just sit around being weary or get fed up. or dis we've, There is a point of saying, okay, we're going to go into the promised land because that's where I find rest. And don't forget, when they did go into the promised land under Joshua, they actually had to fight battles. And it sounds almost a contradiction. How is that the rest? Well, to find the true rest of God, you sometimes have to battle through the things of life. If you just allow life to get you down and press you down and the circumstances to push you, you don't get to walk in this rest. We're not supposed to come up. Have you ever heard that expression? Well, under the circumstances, this happened and it didn't work very well. We're not supposed to be under the circumstances. God has placed us in a position of over the circumstances, a position of authority, a position of victory, a position where we can see the success of God. 
but not from a striving that makes us worn out in the wrong way, but from coming into rest. How do you come into rest and battle? Well, that's what we're finding out today. And it's really important that we get this. So Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And as he often does, when he's talking to people like this, of course, he's using illustrations of things that are around them. And all the people listening would have been very familiar with the idea of a yoke being used with, say, oxen pulling the plow through the fields. OK, so the oxen go through the fields together and between them is a yoke so that they will stay together. Uh, and that yoke enables the oxen to walk perfectly in tandem. And with a skilled guide, the lines across that field will be straight and the fruit will, uh, or, the, or the field rather, will be fruitful. Well, I don't I don't get that. Some of you might be saying, except for those of you that are maybe familiar with this. Well, I, another way of looking at it that, that, that is really interesting is that if you had a young oxen, OK, here's the young oxen, this fist. And you wanted to train that young oxen to walk across the fields and be yoked. You would take another oxen. Here it is, an experienced one. And you would yoke them together because the old one knew what to do. So together they could move through the field and the young one will begin to learn how to go in a nice straight line. So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, he is the older oxen. We are the younger oxen. And you can go across and be at a straight line. Of course, very often the um, ox was would resist the yoke and fight against the yoke. And then that would be painful because it would chafe and rub and they want to go off and they, they think, oh, my freedom is just wandering across the field. But that's not their freedom. They're just going to become beefsteaks if they're if that's all they're doing. They need to learn to walk in step. And Jesus says, I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. When we align ourselves with Jesus, because he is the word of God. When we walk together, that's when we find rest. And when it's chafing. When it's hard work, when it's difficult, we're stepping away from the rest because Jesus does promise my yoke is easy and my yoke is or my burden is light. That doesn't mean we won't face challenges and difficulties, but in those challenges and difficulties, which is like a field, we need to learn how Jesus is telling us to walk through that field rather than just do our own best route. Because if we try and do our own best route, suddenly it's not gentle. Have you ever heard the expression uh, that Christians, it's one of those Christian expressions that we, we use, and they're, they're in some kind of ministry and they're in some kind of work, and they say, oh, the grace has lifted. It means I need to do something different. And we need to be really, really careful when we get this uh, kind of feeling. It could be true that God is calling us to something. But God actually likes to call us from success. God, God's preferred method, if we're walking with God across the field, if we're with his yoke, is when that yoke is coming to an end and we're going to go, well, when that field maybe is coming to an end and we, we are going to go and walk in another field, 
God likes to call us from the success of the beautifully uh, plowed field into the next one. Rather than, uh, oh, it's got really hard and difficult now. God must be calling us. That can happen because we've missed what God was saying. But you know what? More often, when we feel like the grace is lifted, what are we saying? It's got hard. It's got difficult. And often it's because we've got out of step with what God is doing. We're not. We're, perhaps we've stepped back. And we're trying to do it in our own strength. We're just trying to make things happen. There's kind of a calmness and a peace about God. Not not inactivity, not laziness, far from it. But there is a rest that moves steadily forward. Remember, the devil, the enemy, always tries to get us to rush. When people rush, they make mistakes. When people move fast, they get worn out. God's Speed is the perfect speed for whatever you're doing. Sometimes it is quickly, but it is never, ever rushed. Amen. Let's just look back at um, the beginning, really, of that story that I started with, with Joshua about to take his people into the promised land. They'd got the promise, but they had to take hold of it. We have these promises in the Bible, but we have to take hold of them. And not just by holding a Bible, but by praying them through, by speaking them over our lives, by speaking them over our families' lives. And it says here in Exodus, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. But we've actually jumped back in time. We've jumped back now to when God originally said this to Moses. Okay, so God says to Moses, if you walk with me. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Why is this significant? Well, because they never actually entered the rest. They they missed that fulfillment and Moses himself had to die in the desert as well. But the Lord says, if you walk in my presence, if you go, if you like, in what I have given you, My presence will be with you in that. And it is that that gives you rest because the Holy Spirit that fills us is what gives us the strength. And we overcome the weariness. We overcome the the difficulties of the situation. Uh, Alex, thank you. Alex says this is a a good word. Praise God. Kiri is saying, Amen, Amen, Amen. Gemma has said, trust. I forgot you can't see. Uh, the words when I'm on this type of screen, they are trust and submission, uh, I think is the key to not striving or feeling burdensome. Absolutely. Absolutely, Gemma. Great wisdom. With my children, I trust that God will grow them because I submit to him. It removes the pressure. Yeah, it does bring peace because you know that if you're following God, God is going to look after your children. Uh Shona says, I haven't read this one. Therein is the question. Is the burden you have too heavy or is it chafing because you're doing things your own way? Yes. Well, if the burden is too heavy, you are doing things your own way. Because God, Jesus promises his burden will not be heavy. Uh, it doesn't mean it won't be difficult. It doesn't mean it won't be challenging. Don't hear hear me wrong here. This isn't about an easy life. When we turn up at the dock for the great ship Christianity, it's not a it's not a beautiful ocean going liner with deck chairs and swimming pools. It's more like a a gray ship with numbers on the side. It, it, it's a it's a 
It's a ship to be used for taking on the enemy. Let's just finish with where I want to go with on this rest, because this rest, somebody in the comments was speaking about, I can't remember who now, speaking about healing and freedom today. And it's this rest that does bring freedom. So let's just have a final look at some of the wisdom from God written in the book of Hebrews. Now, I couldn't put all this passage up, so let's just go back over to here. Uh, and I'll just read it to you. Um, oh, that's a nice thought from Michelle here. Sometimes the new field doesn't look pretty because it needs Jesus. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going over to Hebrews 4. So if you've got your Bible with you or your phone with you and it's not fully engaged in watching this, and you, you can uh, look up Hebrews chapter 4. Let's just have a, a look at this just to finish this morning. Uh, right from the very first verse. Now God has offered us the same promise of entering into his realm of rest in confident faith. He's, he's the, the author is referring to the whole story that I just looked at just now of Moses and Joshua. And he's saying, so God offered to these people the promise of entering into his realm of rest. So we, says the writer, must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. Okay, so we can fail to experience it. Sobering. So how are we going to embrace the fullness of that promise? Because as we embrace the fullness of the promise, we get to live in the rest. For we have heard the good news of deliverance. Yes, we have. Just as they did. Yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Ah, right. Okay, this is how we do it. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is not just doing what you want or just based on a vague idea of what God's word says. You've got to know the word. I mean, to know the word, you've got to know the written word and you've got to know the embodiment of the written word, who is Jesus. So they didn't join their faith with the word. Oh, it's a bit like the oxen. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply for they doubted. Now, everyone doubts. Don't panic here. <laughs> you know, everybody doubts at some point. But we, we, we the, the victorious overcome the doubt. The, the, the people with faith overcome doubt. That's what faith does. It, it overcomes. So it didn't affect them deeply because they were like, oh, I don't know. I don't think we can do it. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise. Look at that. Faith activates the promise. And we experience the realm of confident rest for he has said, and he talks about, I was grieved. This is from the Old Testament. Now it's a quote. I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They would never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. He's talking about those Israelites not going into the promised land, not entering into that rest. What prevented them? They didn't trust God that where he had told them they were going to take the promised land. The only two people that seemed to trust them at that point and spoke up and said, we can surely do it because God has told us to, was Joshua and Caleb, the two guys. Joshua, who later led, Caleb was much older than him. And God, God's works have been completed from the foundation of the world. It says in scriptures, on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. So these people, these Israelites, reading here from verse 6, those who first heard the good news of deliverance, failed to enter into that realm of faith's rest because of their unbelieving hearts. You have to 
believe God. You have to start trusting God. And that means walking on what you believe. Otherwise, you don't see the fullness of it happening in your life. You say, well, I thought grace meant that it, it, I, I could just do everything. No, grace means God has given you everything. But if God gives you this beautiful present of promises and you say, oh, that looks nice and put it on a shelf and you don't open enough, you never get to experience what's inside. And this is a time of experiencing what's inside, the calming place of rest. Yet, it says in the letter to the Hebrews here, the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into the faith rest life and experience the fulfillment of the promise. The promise. The promise is Jesus. In him, all the promises are yes and amen. For God has ordained a day for us to enter into called today. It's always today. Tomorrow is yet to come. When tomorrow gets here, it will be today. And today will be yesterday tomorrow. If you got that, you're listening really, really carefully. It's always today. In other words, God ordained a day for us to enter into this promise and enter into the rest. Whoa, what day is that? Today. Today. For it was long afterwards that God repeated this promise in David's words. And David says, King David, if only today you would listen to his voice and do not harden your hearts. Why do most people not receive the fullness of the, present, uh, the promises of God? Because we harden our hearts and we don't really listen to his voice. Are you listening today to what God is saying? Are you listening to what God is saying to you? Because it's good news. It's about resting into his rest. Now, says the writer, if this promise of rest was fulfilled when Joshua brought the people into the land, God wouldn't have spoken later of another rest yet to come. Either. More than one rest. Yes, because there is the rest that comes in Jesus. That uh, Joshua and the Israelites walking into the promised land and taking hold of it was a prophecy, was a prophetic action, dramatically acted out for us to see and to look the way ahead. So we conclude that there is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. Does that sound good? I think it sounds good. As we enter into God's faith life, if faith rest life, as he puts it here, we cease from our own works. And this is really the key thing. It doesn't mean we cease from work. It means we cease from trying to get everything done that we want to do. And we learn to walk in what God has for us, because that is where we find rest. Doesn't mean we won't get tired. Work, good work, still makes us tired. But we shouldn't come to a point of complete weariness and particularly burdened. As we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works just as God celebrates his finished work and rests in them. He's referring back to creation. So then we must all give our all, ah, see, not do nothing, and be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. Remember, the faith that you need, Jesus said, is like a mustard seed. It's tiny. 
it, because the, 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 the faith just says yes to Jesus. The, the faith you need is as small as three letters, Y-E-S, yes. So, then, give our all and be eager to speak, experience this rest, faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. How do we do that? We need to be yoked with Jesus, our teacher. Jesus, the one who walks with us. We want to walk alongside him. Okay, the, the picture uh, that, that Jesus is giving is of the oxen. It also refers to what people would have been familiar with because Jesus was uh, being a rabbi with his 12 disciples. And the disciples were of, of any rabbi in that culture were considered yoked with the rabbi to learn from the rabbi to walk with the rabbi. So we get this picture again of the two walking closely together. And it's that yoke of following in the footsteps or walking with, in this case, where we find that rest and we find that peace. For the living word of God, it says in verse 12, we've got two verses left. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. This is what this book does, because the book, the Bible, comes alive. In the Holy Spirit, it, it it reveals what's really going on, and we need that. It, it's so easy to deceive ourselves. Even we can even be doing good things, and actually, there's something wrong in our heart. This is not to get us paranoid. This is just to enable us to rest in what is God. For example, you can have somebody who is very helpful to others and and really gets involved in their lives and helps them to do things and the natural thing is to say oh that's wonderful what what a great person they're doing the will of god yes they are because they're helping people but what is in the heart because our heart must be by doing this i will be glorifying jesus by loving these people i will bring glory to god so how could you possibly do a good thing like that, helping others from a wrong heart? Well, sometimes we can help others because we're needy and we want other people to love us. And we actually get into a pattern of helping others because we have a need to be helping. We have a need to be affirmed in helping. I mean, that's so sneaky, isn't it? That's, it's not that the helping is, is bad, but it's coming from the wrong heart. So you will never see the permanent, long-lasting fruit of Jesus because it's not being done from the right heart. How can you deal with such deception? The living word of God. If you will trust God to speak to you and don't get offended when God speaks to you, which is today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. That sword penetrates and you find out, oh, my goodness, even the good thing is just it's got this bad edge to it, this bad taint to it. You know, I want to preach the word of God. Maybe you want to preach the word of God because you want people to see you preaching the word of God. And it's still there in your heart. It's something, if you're a preacher, you've constantly got to bring before God. Am I doing this just to get the accolade? 
It's why if somebody says to me, oh, that was a really good word this morning, Paul, I will say thank you because that's polite. Hopefully I remember to say thank you. It's, it's one they want to affirm, but you'll usually hear me say, it's not like a law that I always follow, but it's, it's, a, it's a habit of practice. Thank you. Praise God. Because I'm acknowledging that I can only speak the true word of God that brings freedom if I'm resting in the Holy Spirit. The last verse says, there's not one person who can hide their thoughts from God, for nothing that we do remains a secret. Scary, eh? Why, why do we try and hide stuff from God? He knows everything. <laughs> nothing created is concealed. He knows everything. Nothing is concealed. And yet he still loved us by dying on the cross. He knew everything that we would do, even the stuff we haven't done yet. But everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes there's no defense for sin ever to whom you, you can never justify it you can never say it was oh it was just the circumstances it's still sin it still has to be paid for but praise god it's been paid for by jesus and so there must be an account it says here there must be a rendering of the account well that was the price play pray paid by what jesus did for us and you can carry on reading there because it, it, the next bit's great, but we, we need to draw things to a, a close for this morning. Let's just have a look through some uh, of the comments. I missed some towards the end there. Um, Richard Hartnell says, battleship, not a cruise liner. Yes, that's, that's good. Uh, Joyce, there's another connection between the yoke and knowing the word. Oh, this is what I was talking about, Joyce. Yeah, in Jesus' time, the yoke also spoke about the teaching of the rabbi. So let's take hold of the teaching of our rabbi, Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian says his word is grace enables. His yoke is his grace and word. We have to walk in it. Yeah, you can't take grace and not walk. Jesus never stops walking. Uh, the grace he gives us is to enable us to walk. Grace isn't enable us to sit on the sofa. Uh, thanks, Pastor Paul. God's been answering. Well, praise God. God's been answering some questions. I've asked him through what you said today. Well, praise God. That's what you always hope, that God is speaking to us. Um, Robin says, the challenge is to stay in faith even when I don't understand what God is doing. Amen. That's always a challenge. He's put Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, which is trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Yes, he will. He will walk with you across the field and you will make a straight furrow. Amen. Good deeds, but also want God wants right living. Oh, absolutely, Michelle. If I've given that impression, I'm not talking about just good deeds. This is about walking with God in a life of holiness and righteousness. Uh, and amen. God looks on the heart so we can reveal the father. Absolutely. Well, I, I hope that this has been helpful to you today because it's about finding rest for your souls. And it's, there's not like this high benchmark of qualification to enter into this rest. The one we looked at from Matthew 11, the, the, the benchmark, if you like, the qualification was weary and burdened and anything upwards from there. That, that was the qualification. But you have to be willing to take the yoke on your shoulders, which means walking in the faith and teaching of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's just pray for a minute, shall we? And then we will finish for today. Father, we thank you for this word. And we pray that each one of us, you will speak to us even more through the living word of God. 
which you said is full of energy, is like a two-edged sword. It penetrates to the very core of our being, where soul, spirit, bone and marrow meet. It cuts through the rubbish. It cuts through the rough, the guff. It cuts through the, the performance. It cuts through the illusion. It cuts through everything to get to the reality of who we are before you, because you don't want us to be weighed, weighed down and burdened by our sins and deceptions and forced emotions that are leading us astray, but you want us to walk with Jesus, to plough a straight furrow across the field and to work fully effectively in the field that you have given to us. And Father, I pray now for everybody that's watching that they will be able to enter into this rest. How do you enter into the rest? By knowing the word, speaking the word in prayer and doing what it tells you to do. That's how you enter into this full rest of Jesus. There's no other way. It's lovely to go on holiday for a rest, isn't it? Normally this time of year, Kate and I have been in uh, on a Greek island. It's been a, a, a privilege to have done that for the past few years at this time of year. And this year we're at home, so we missed that holiday. But a holiday doesn't give you the rest that God can give you. Holidays are good. They're good for that physical break. But true rest comes from walking with Jesus. And I pray that by the grace of God, you all come into that new place of walking with him as you continue to read his word day by day, pray day by day, keep in touch with God day by day. Okay? God bless you. Thank you, everybody, for listening today uh, and making it right to the end. Well done. And uh, look forward to uh, being with you in the week. Don't forget, on Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock, We've got our usual live church, which is the question and answer session, which we can get far more into what's coming through in the comments here. You can say what you think. We can say what I think. It's like a big house church together. Uh, and uh, I look forward to doing that with you on Tuesday. Otherwise, there's the daily videos. I'm actually going down to three a week from this week because as things start to change and open up, I really have not got the time to bring out something of quality every every day so i'm going to go down to three days uh on the church reset series okay all right god bless you and see you all soon oh don't forget hub online happening straight after this on zoom and also the j247 video will be here on the light to uh, uh here on the light to north channel and the ignite video is also up here for you guys to watch and one final thing don't forget to like this video. We love the likes. Nine people so far. Do you know last week we got one dislike? Please don't do that. <laughs> Please like this video and God bless you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.